Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast, our final reaction show of the season, Stefan. Um, hier ist Stefan Bienkowski, of course, I'm Manu Feit. This is the reaction show, final reaction show. Um, we almost managed it to all the way to the end of the season, just like we did last year, Stefan. Um, wasn't meant to be Bayer Leverkusen. Um, I don't want to say crash out of the Europa League because they didn't really crash out um deflate in the europa league is maybe the better term here to use one nil away to roma zero zero draw uh at home at the buy arena um i think we both went on the show a little frustrated with what we saw today um it seems like Leverkusen knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked but it was not one of those loud knocks you know that you can hear throughout the entire house it was one of those soft knocks that like the mailman does when he wants to leave a package in front of your door kind of knock um, it never really seemed I haven't seen the XG yet I'm pretty sure you have looked it up so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you do that part but it seemed like although they were dominant, it didn't feel like a goal was imminent. Hmm. Yeah, it was a really frustrating game for Leverkusen. Um, it was Jose Mourinho football at its finest. Um, and I don't mean that in a flippant, like a flippant remark. I mean that sincerely. You know, it's. Um, mm. I think there are a few managers in the world who can take a 1-0 lead after one semi-final and, and really grind out uh, the second leg and you know his team did everything they could to ensure that not just in terms of like the tactics and the defensive work and the positioning but also just the way that they played the game played the referee mm. always ensured there were stoppages so Leverkusen never built up any momentum um, I think Leverkusen and maybe Xabi Alonso in particular probably did a few things wrong tonight, which we can kind of get into in a moment. But I think first and foremost, it was just a masterclass in Jose Mourinho football. And as you said, you know, Leverkusen didn't crash out of the Champions League, uh, sorry, of the Europa League. It was it was a hard-fought game, a very, very narrow tie uh, in which, you know, on another day, Leverkusen might have went through. So I think they can probably walk out of this tournament with their heads held high. Um and yeah, I think there's probably a lot of lessons for Alonso um, mm-hmm. to, to, to learn um, as a young manager and, and and going forward. But yeah, let's, let's just jump into it and just kind of just figure out what we think went wrong or if anything went wrong, I guess. Yeah, um, it's it's really... Do you have the XG number already for this, Stefan? Um, for both teams? Yeah. Uh, so Leverkusen finished with 0.95 okay. and Roma finished with 0.03. Wow. 
so had no chance. Um, okay, because the only really one where I thought it would go in was the Asmoon chance um, late in the second half. You know, the one that just get past the post and mm. that is probably i would assume that's where most of this xg comes from um and other than that there were moments where they looked like they could threaten um they passed the ball around quite a bit around the box it almost feel, felt like a handball game at times right or um you know the final minutes of <laughs> Um, a Stanley Cup playoff game in hockey where the the one team is a goal down, the goalkeeper is pulled and everything is in front of the other team's net. It kind of felt like that. Um, one of those scenarios, not really like um, a football game, but it didn't feel like it was coming. Um, and I think Asmoon, as much as he tries, and this is a player that I followed, I followed his career for quite some time. Um, you know, people mm. know that um, I used to do quite a bit on Russian football, right? And um, I've seen Asmoon actually live all the way back when he played for Ruben Kazan in 2013 as a young mm. and up and coming player. And he always just struck me as a very talented player, but also a player that isn't necessarily a true number nine. Um, I'll do very good in the air, even though you know they they tried a lot today to to, to put mm. him um put the ball in the box there, and you know the nickname in Russia that he had was Air Asmun. Um, didn't <laughs> didn't really see much of that today, and I felt like although I think he is a really good addition, was a good addition to this team, especially for the price that they got him, and I think he can still be valuable. It also highlights how much worse this team is without a true number nine um mm. you would think that prime patrick Schick from last season would have probably scored a couple against this roma team yeah. and that is i think where especially in the box they just lacked someone you know it, it almost felt like at times you watched a germany game here um mm. they just lacked a guy who who just said, okay, screw this, I'm going to put this ball in the net. <laughs> yeah. That is, you know, sometimes it's that simple, but that, it almost felt like that. Yeah, it was, it's interesting you mention that about Usman actually, because I was, I was planning on asking you about it because of obviously you watched them a lot before he moved to Germany because t- tonight he struck me as almost like a second striker being asked to play as a number nine and... I'm actually quite surprised to hear you say he was famous for scoring goals in the air in Russia because I thought mm. I'd, I'd be surprised if he won a single header tonight, to be honest no, with you. No, he now. didn't. I don't um, think he did. <laughs> yeah. And and look, that's not really his fault uh, because it's not the kind of player he is. But, um, you know, if I was a Leverkusen fan at the Bay Arena tonight, I would pull my hair out every time they just swung one of those floated crosses into the box because... Roma were more than happy to just take every single one of those and just comfortably head it away, and and I think that's kind of um, that 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 kind of maybe kind of links in with my overall point when I was like kind of looking at Leverkusen from a tactical point of view, and I feel like Alonso maybe played this game a little too conservatively in the sense that you know he had two th- he had three central defenders, two wing backs. Uh, so arguably a back five uh, and then two holding midfielders 
um, behind uh, Florian Wurtz. Now I know, you know, Demerbay and Palacios can pop up with the odd goal or the odd long shot, but these guys aren't really number eights in the classic sense that they're making late runs into the ball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.